We have not met. I'm Pastor Mike Ramsdale, and I believe that's 27 seconds. Does that mean I have to wait 27 seconds to talk? They're not hearing me at the Well Cafe, or are they? Are they or are they, are they not? They're with us. Okay, well, if you're with us, Well Cafe, uh, good morning. And I hope you're with me. Good morning as well. Uh, uh, David and I occasionally swap three or four times a year. We enjoy doing that. We get to know each other better and as a church family. So he's over there preaching at the traditional service, wearing his robe and stole and all those things. I'm here a little more dressed down, but I wore the red shirt to an honor Memorial Day weekend. Very important time for me, and I want to tell you a story to begin with uh, as I think about Memorial Day and you do with me, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, when I, we were young pastors, my wife and I, we had first two small children, then we had the third child, and uh, there was a lady named Leslie Geyer who watched our kids in the church nursery back in those years. Again, first the two, and then the three. Leslie was probably in her late 70s, maybe early 80s. Don't know exactly how old she, she was, but she'd been around for a while. And I had cause to go by and see her one time, had some health issues, so we visited in her home. And while I was there, I noticed that she had set the table for supper. And I knew that she lived alone. She was single. Her husband had died many, many years before. And I asked her about the table setting. She said, well, this is where I sit, and I set the table here for my son. I didn't know she had a son. She said, yes, I had a son. He died in 1942 on a troop carrier heading to North Africa. Uh, his, his, the ship was sunk by a German submarine. And so for 30-something years back in that time, we're talking about the late 70s, she still, for all those years, has had a table placed for him to remember her son, her only son. Uh, and I want you to think about that as we think about Memorial Day, the significance of what it means to remember with people the losses they experience what it means for you and me. And I'm going to make some scriptural references that apply to this in a little bit, but I want you to start with the story. It's, it's a real thing that someone grieves the loss of a, of a child that many years until her own death. Now, I connect with Memorial Day for a number of reasons, that being one. Another is, uh, of course, I was in the, in the Navy myself, uh, back uh, what's called a Vietnam-era veteran. I wasn't in Vietnam, but I was in the military during Vietnam. My father uh, was a career Air Force he flew in Korea, also was in Vietnam, and so we have that experience as well. My brother, my twin brother was also in the Navy that we were served at the same time. Uh, my son was in the Marine Corps during 9-11, and my son-in-law, Chad, has served in Iraq twice, Afghanistan. Now he and my, our daughter and their kids are stationed in Puerto Rico, which they like much better than Afghanistan, by the way. Uh, they live right on the beach. They enjoyed a lot. We were there two weeks ago. So I think about all those things, but I also want to show you a picture we connect together with this weekend and what it really means for us. And I'll show you the first picture. See if we get that up there. This is a picture of, of, a, of, of a, what's called a command master sergeant, the highest ranking uh, army uh, enlisted man that you can have. And that's him. His name is Sergeant Martin Brea. Now, this is this, is this last Christmas. He sent this to his family. Uh, saying, uh, Merry Christmas, and they got that, and so we, we celebrate that. Now, I'm going to show you the second picture of him as well. Uh, and this picture is in his obituary post. And I want you to see that because this happened, he, he passed away, he was killed by small arms fire May the 13th, 11 days ago. Uh, the most recent at that time when I did this, most recent death in Afghanistan in the military. So I want to share that with you. Leave that picture up for a while if we can. I want you to think about him. Uh, his wife is named Melinda, and she calls him Marty, even though soldiers called him Sergeant. Uh, 
Uh, he'd been in the military for uh, more than 30 years, served in so many places, Panama, in Operation Enduring Freedom, Haiti, Iraq, Afghanistan, where he was when he was killed, originally from Tucson, Arizona. Three children. Uh, those children are Amos, Victoria, and Colin. Three grandchildren, uh, Colin, Noah, and Claire. He was right at the point of retirement. His career was almost over near the end of his deployment, uh, and he was killed. And, and I want you to think about that. Here's some things that are, that are said, certainly, about him. One unique thing about the Sergeant Berea, or Marty, as his wife would call him, or Grandpa, as his children, grandchildren would call him, is that he led the planning raid to free Jessica Lynch uh, after the initial invasion of Iraq 11 years ago. Do you remember that story? Uh, the, the young woman, private, who was captured POW, and he led the raid that freed her from that. And so uh, he's certainly heroic in that moment. Ten years later, he's killed there near the end of his career. His, uh, colonel, his, his colonel, battalion commander, colonel, said this about him. I was the luckiest battalion commander in the Army to have him as my command sergeant major. For those who know about the military, the command sergeant major, that's the guy that really runs the battalion. But anyway, that's the way that worked there. Now, I want to add to his story, as you think about him and his family, his life, Tucson, Arizona, where the funeral was and where he was from. In Afghanistan, there have been 2,321 deaths uh, since that war began many years ago. In Iraq, 4,468. In Vietnam, my, the era, my, my era in the military, 58,229 people died in that war. Uh, and in all wars since... Uh, since the Revolutionary War, 1,321,000 and more uh, have been killed. So I want you to think about all those numbers, but not just around, you know, obscure numbers, but uh, Marty, Sergeant Berea, uh, and Leslie, and uh, uh, her son who was killed as a very young man at the very beginning of World War II. And what does this mean for us, not only as Americans, whether we're Americans or, or we're citizens or we're visiting this country? We have a lot of folks in our church who, who really come from other countries. They have a unique perspective of this nation. Uh, but I want to I I answer some questions and really ask some questions as we think about this today. What does love look like? You know, what does love look like? You know, there's a lot of songs that talk about love. We know that. And we sometimes imagine love as, well, it's a warm feeling. Or my heart leaps when I'm near someone. Or I feel good all the time. You know, we have all kinds of ideas and often very, very inaccurate ideas of what love really is. Now, what did Jesus say love was? These are his words. You see them. Greater love has no one that they give their life for his or her friends. That is love according to Jesus who proved that love in his own example by dying on the cross for all the world, you and me. So there we see and have the definition that God gives clearly for us. Here's what love really is. Will you die for them? And that's love according to biblical teaching. So we hear that. Because, hear me please, in this Memorial Day context uh, for you and me, what is good... It's always built on sacrifice. It just is. What is good is always built on sacrifice. My life, your life, our life. 
that love reflected in this way and pretty much on the sacrifice of others. You know, I've been blessed in many ways. Certainly, I, I exist today on the sacrifice that men and women have made in military, given their life for this nation. There are a lot of ways we can talk about what that means. But also my parents, my mom, and I, I was blessed to have good parents. I hope you did too. Some of you might not have, uh, but I had good parents. And so my, my parents gave their life for me all their life. Not literally in that they died somewhere, but they gave of themselves. Gave of their love, they gave their presence, they gave their time, they gave their money, they gave themselves. You know, and so my life is built upon their sacrifices they've made for me. Because we're giving our life no matter what we do, we can't stop that. Every day we give our life for something or someone or some idea, we just simply decide what it's going to be for or who it's going to be for or why we're going to give it. Are the substance of that giving of ourselves day by day by day by day. So you hear that. And so we experience that in life. Uh, churches, we give our lives for each other. And we hope you say that your pastors are giving their lives for you day by day, committing ourselves to you to, to try to preach the best we can, to pray for you, to, to lead you, to make the church great and serve our community. We hope you see that also in our journey as we talk about what this really means and how we apply these very simple but powerful words. What does love look like? It's giving your life for someone else. That is love. Sergeant Berea teaches us that. End of his career, end of his time in Afghanistan, end of 30-plus years of serving around the world for this nation, and small arm fire took his life. And right today, right now, his wife, Tucson, Arizona, how do you think she feels this weekend? When the flags are up, people are marking this time, remembering uh, this day. What, what do you think she's thinking? Uh, her grown children, his grown children, and the grandchildren. And you know, they don't ask for much. Just remember with us. Just remember with us. We don't want to do this by ourselves. And so a nation is about this. When uh, a funeral is held at the National Cemetery, they give a flag to the family. And that flag says, in, the, in thanksgiving and gratitude of a grateful nation, we give this to you. The nation thanks you for your service as they face that time in that moment. Joseph Campbell, uh, really a philosopher, uh, many might have heard of him, but he says it's about heroes. He said a hero is someone who has given his or her life for something bigger than oneself. It's how they define hero. Now, for those that know much about the military, uh, often people receive medals for things that they have done. Sergeant Beret had received a number of bronze stars in his career, uh, many other medals as well. When they receive medals, often this is, their, this is how they respond when they go and, and they get that medal of honor or that bronze star, or silver star, whatever it might be. They'll often say, I don't feel like a hero. They'll tell you who the hero is. The hero is the one who didn't come home. That's the hero. The one who died. One of those numbers that I mentioned, that's the hero. Sergeant Boreas is, Berea is the hero. That's the hero, the one that gave their life or the rest of us. I don't feel like a hero at all. And often they feel guilty to receive the medal at all. They don't want to talk about it. It's pretty common for those who've experienced that kind of thing. And so Joseph Campbell says very clearly what Jesus said. They define it in different words but saying the same thing. Someone who loves someone else so much they would die for that person and do. Their family, their faith, their church family, their, their, their fellow military, their, their nation, their friend is Jesus. And he says, y'all are all my friends. 
another word that Jesus used about those he gave his life for. You are my friends. And he gave his life for them as he gave his life for us. Now, what does that love look like? How do we, how do we understand that kind of love and how do we make application of it? Well, here's the second thing I want to share with you. This kind of love is the responsibility of the strong. The responsibility of the strong. And Romans 15, 1 says it like this. Now, we who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not just to please ourselves. So, what is strength? If I can, I should. If I have the ability, then I have the responsibility. If I'm able and capable, then that's what I must choose. At least according to biblical teaching, those who are strong must bear the burdens of those who are weak. And most of us have great strength. We are educated. Uh, We uh, have economic strength. Most of us have health working for us. Live in a great country that creates independence and freedom for you and me. When you actually line up what we have and who we are, we really have a huge responsibility. Each one of us in all kind of layers of how that must be lived out. The ultimate act, of course, is someone who joins the military and dies for their nation, but there are many ways we give one's life. Talked about that some already. Moving from selfishness to sacrifice, from self to others, from this sense of a, a tremendously, I think, and believe, Christian virtue. And I love the word virtue. Because it simply rises from this simple, simple teaching we have in the biblical story here today. Those who are strong, who have, who can, who are privileged, ought to serve and sacrifice for those who can't. And that means many things. Meals on wheels is one of those things. When someone takes a meal by a homebound person and guess simply knocks on the door and they open the door and give it to them. And I've done that. You know, that's a way of filling, fulfilling that. You know, there are many other ways as well. You probably can name them. Certainly, ultimately, it's taking care of those in our family and providing that care for them in the ways that so many of us do for them. But it also reflects in the soldier on the battlefield, in Zoe ministry, orphans that we adopt that can't care for themselves. They're, they're stuck if somebody doesn't step up who can, and we can, so we do as a church. You can, so you must. It's a redefinition of how life is lived, knowing that we are all building our lives upon the sacrifice of others. And what are people building upon your sacrifice and mine? Even the sacrifice of a nation. So we hear that in the, in the biblical story makes such a difference. And so we do Habitat. We open up BBC each year to our whole community. We begin the Wesley Mission Center, and the list could go on and on and on. But how we understand this in the vibrancy of the teaching and example of Jesus Christ and how on Memorial Day weekend we say, okay, I think I get that a little bit better when I actually have a concrete picture of a man that his wife called Marty and his uh, soldiers called Sarge and his battalion said, I was, battalion commander, colonel said, I was the luckiest uh, commander in the military to have him as my command sergeant major. And that's the words he said about Marty Berea at his death. And we think about what those mean for you and me. And I'm going to tell a third story. I put the scripture up here in a second, so hold off on that if you would, uh, fellas. But, uh, you know, a story you know probably pretty well is the story of David and Goliath. The setting, uh, you may not know quite as much, 
But there were two really opposing forces. One were called the Philistines, which would many times raid the land of Israel at certain times of the year to come in and steal their crops when they were harvested, steal their food and what they had, leave them to starve in the wintertime. It was a very common thing that they did. And they could do it pretty well because they had uh, iron weapons, and whereas those in Israel still were using bronze weapons, they'd have access to those kind of weapons. So they're lined up in battle formation. You've got Israel and their soldiers on one side, and you have the Philistines on the other, and this giant comes out named Goliath, and he says, if one of you comes out and faces me and you win, then our, our army will become your servants. If not, you become our slaves. And no one would go out there. Day after day, he would go out there, and, and he challenged God. He challenged Israel. He challenged them all. No one would come because they were afraid. Uh, but David goes out there. He goes and really actually to deliver food to his brothers who were all soldiers in that army. He's still a young man. We guess maybe 19, 20, 21, older than sometimes people think. But he was the youngest brother, so it was his job to take care of the sheep, his father's households. That's what he was doing. But here today, that was going to change. And at changes like this, uh, in in 1 Samuel 17, 33, let no man's heart fail on account of Goliath, your servant will go and fight with this Philistine because somebody's got to face Goliath. We can put that up now. Somebody has got to face Goliath. Somebody has to do it. And David chooses, I'll, I'll do it. I will step up. I will step forward I will step out and I will do it. And so he does. Somebody has to do that. And Memorial Day weekend reminds us of that not only in the clear picture of remembering with families the loss of their loved ones who suffer for a lifetime with that loss, or that man and woman on the battlefield or on the ship who give their life literally in that moment, but also how we incorporated our own experience as, as Americans and as Christians, maybe even more as Christians. I love Memorial Day. Uh, one of the things that, that I've done for many, many years is the flags you see out there, I put them up. I just I put them up and I'll take them up and take them back to my house. It just helps me think about it when I actually put that many flags out one after the other. And I, think, I think about what, what this means for me. So I love to do that. We also have already gone to the store, and we have what we're going to cook on the grill tomorrow. We're set to do that. We're going to enjoy doing that. And, you know, we're going we're to roast the corn. We, we love doing that on the grill. And got some potatoes we're going to roast as well. And we got some mahi-mahi we're going to cook out there. So we're all set for Memorial Day. So I love Memorial Day for lots of reasons. But somebody's got to face Goliath. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has somebody to do it. And who can? It's the one who can who should. And that, again, has many layers of that kind of commitment that you and I make in the church, our Christian faith, our families, our community, our world, and some go so far as it's my season to join the military and maybe I'll die for my nation, maybe I won't, and many have. And some will as time goes on. I'll risk my life for the people. And so, he chose, so King David chose to do that. We, we build our life upon the sacrifice of others. What are people building their life upon when it comes to sacrifice that you and I are making? And can we? If we can, we should. Will we? We must. You know, is, a, is it our ability? Then we must choose to do whatever God calls us to do. And for David, the rest is history. A nation that forgets its heroes is losing part of the center that holds it together. 
And I think sometimes I worry that we might do that here in the nation. These holidays remind us, don't stop, don't, don't do that. You know, we lose our heroes, we lose our center. Because the center of what's healthy it marks sacrifice. Uh, when, when, when it's the selfishness or selfishness or what I like or what I want, or what pleases me or all about what makes my life better, that's not healthy. Healthy, in the Christian journey especially, is the center must be that idea of sacrifice. That's where the strength of life is lived and experienced for all of us in our relationships, in our church family, certainly the Memorial Day idea around this nation. The center that marks courage is healthy. That courageous spirit that moves us forward in many ways that we do that to be the one to say, I'm going to face Goliath, whatever Goliath is for you. Most of us is not going to be a literal uh, sense of a giant, but it'll be something in life that we have to face because we can and we will, and God will give us the courage to do so. The center that marks respect, respecting those who sacrifice for us, being grateful for that and not forgetting, and that's the center that marks gratitude. Gratitude, what that really means for us. And we live in a very ungrateful nation, I think, many times. We see that by the complaining and griping and carrying on that we hear all the time, all around us continually. We should be grateful. So we talk about the center being gratitude, the center being respect, the center being courage, the center being sacrifice. And Memorial Day weekend really focuses on that so clearly, it's hard to miss if we just stop for a second and think about it like we are today here in our worship service. We're thinking about it a while. And that's good for us. It's good for you and me. And if your kids aren't here, talk to them about a little bit of what it really means for them. It's not just if somebody died. Here's what it really means. Here's how it applies to you. And here's how we grow from our understanding of this. And here's where it takes you and me in our own life, especially as Christians, in our own, in our own journey. Uh, in a nation so often enamored by celebrities, and uh, yeah, I, I'm my favorite celebrities. Everybody does, but, you know, they're just celebrities. Even sports figures. I have my favorite sports figures as well, but a sports figure is a sports figure. Uh, We should be thinking about the heroic sense of sacrifice, courage, respect, gratitude, the center being, well, you already talked about, uh, Sergeant Berea, Command Sergeant Major Berea, end of his career, about ready to retire, end of his tour in Afghanistan, it's about to end. End of a career of serving around the world. And there he is, his life is given there in Afghanistan. His family is somewhere today in Tucson, Arizona. And they're going through this Memorial Day, and they know exactly what this day means. And I want you to join them and me remembering it as well. Will you bow with me in prayer? Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the sacrifices others have made for us that we build our lives upon every day, those in the military and their families, those who've loved us in our life, maybe mother and father, grandparents, maybe other friends that we've depended upon, maybe those we've worked with, maybe pastors, maybe teachers, maybe those in law enforcement, maybe a neighbor, maybe someone sitting right next to us today. God, we're grateful for their sacrifices that we build our lives upon that we can gain so much from them. Now, God, teach us about our own commitment to live that life out ourselves, that others might build their life upon our sacrifices, the ones we make day by day, the ones we might be called upon to make tomorrow, and the ones you lead us to make. 
May it be so, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.